This is Talk Freight. Talk Freight. And this is Craig Bliss. What is up, everybody? It is Craig. Today is Monday, so of course that means it's time for another Make More Money Monday sponsored by truckstop.com. I just got your message, uh, uh, Stephen Oatley, your favorite freight broker, who said the video was choppy. Um, As it turns out, I don't have apparently the internet bandwidth to do uh, two streams. I was trying to show the stream of President Donald Trump doing his press conference. I didn't catch it all. But I can imagine he's saying some important stuff there. Um, but I was also just showing the stream right now, the Washington, D.C. Uh, protest or riot, however you want to see it. Now, before I went live, it wasn't that peaceful on the other side, if you know what I mean. Uh, the police had to use a little bit more force than what they're showing now to kind of get those people um, kind of away from there. But anyways, uh, in case I forgot it, because I feel like I forgot it. Today is Monday, so today is our Make More Money Monday sponsored by truckstop.com episode. As you can see, we're going to talk about the riots, the protests, and of course, rates. Because we talked about rates last time, excuse me, last Monday on our show. So I definitely want to bring it up on today's show as well. I think I fixed my sound issue here. Do I sound sound like I'm in a well like last week? Give me a thumbs up if I don't. I think we're good. I don't know. I think we're good. So hopefully we're good. Uh, Nonetheless, you know, that's where we're at. But, you know, I do uh, apologize for that. I do, you know, we're going to talk about the protests or the riots. I know um, at this point, since this stuff started, it's being um, defined as two different things, as we can all see, peaceful protests, as well as violent rioting um, in some cases. But I am seeing, I'm watching, or, Reading the news a little bit here, um, it looks like President Trump is actually doing a curfew in D.C. You know, all it takes is one bad apple. It starts one place and then it spreads. If you call it martial law, call it what you want. But if it starts in one place, you know, it's easier uh, to spread like wildfire. So we definitely um, hope it doesn't get that far. But I actually don't want to speak about the protests or the rights, if you will, without first putting respect on the man's name. And that man was George Floyd. So before I talk about it or talk about him or talk about what ha- or what's happening because of the situation with George Floyd, I definitely want to give a few moments to just think about him and I definitely encourage you all to do the same. All right, everybody. Definitely appreciate that. Like I said, I definitely want to put, you know, uh, respect or awareness on his name before I talk about the protests and riots. I don't get too political, you know, in these streams at all. Unless it has something to do with trucking. And as it turns out, the shenanigans that are happening now actually affects trucking in a whole bunch of ways, you know, more than one. The first one I'm just now seeing in the group about the, um, I'm going to say wrong, it's a train. I'm not sure what company is from, but that train being overtaken, I'm looking up on the Facebook group, Freight Brokers Truck Drivers now. But like that train right there rolling down the rails. And then I'm not meaning a lot of people, but, you know, the train was rolling down the rails and the people hop on board and start pulling. Um, looks like washer and dryers and TVs. I'm not even sure what it is, but they started pulling all that crap out of the trains. And that's when it definitely affects trucking. 
Um, I know there was that incident with a driver barreling through or whatever, how they mentioned it, through that uh, protest in a different state. I can't speak too much about that because I know there was conflicting reports after I posted it. Some saying the driver did it on purpose. Um, you know, I, I, I understand that that statement's kind of twisted there because obviously he did on purpose, but I'm not sure of the reason before, um, you know, he went barreling through why he did that. So I don't know the full story. I did, however, post it because of course it happened to a truck driver, but I do have to say, oh, I'm sorry. I just got it away. I do have to say somebody in the group freight brokers and truck drivers put it great. Um, if you guys haven't seen is that long post by... Timothy clicks. I apologize if I'm, if I'm saying your name wrong, Timothy. I'm going to actually pull that guy up here, not him, but I'm going to pull that, uh, that tab right here where he said it best. Uh, let's get up here. Okay. Hopefully you guys can see that. Now you can. Okay. This, uh, <laughs> sorry, this right here, this post here that I'm highlighting in blue here, you guys may not be able to see it. But basically it says, I'm just reading the first part. You know, there's paragraphs here, pages. I'm not reading that. The basically the first part says, dear America, we are serious. The American trucker will not be held hostage, threatened, robbed, or killed. We will not be a victim. We will not be this generation's version of Renardo Denny. I apologize saying that name. Every driver knows that name. Do you? And I believe he's referring back to the LA event long before I was born, I believe that was. Anyways, that's a great statement by that driver because it is true. It's, you know, I, you know, I'm not a driver and I can believe the same way he feels as well. The American trucker will not be messed with, you know, during these protests or riots. And so that's, I wanted to mention that because, you know, earlier I mentioned about that driver who barreled through the protest for whatever reason he did that for. But I do have to say, if, if I was driving, whether my personal vehicle or a truck, if I had a CDL, and I came upon an interstate with riders that were violent, you know, I have to say, I, I, you know, I don't know what I would do, but I definitely just won't sit there, if you know what I mean. And now a lot of people are saying, well, the driver should have planned better, pre-planned better, what have you. And now I can't agree on a lot of fronts because as it turns out, just on Friday or Saturday or what have you, I made a post to the drivers in the group saying that you guys before accepting freight from a broker, you must do a quick Google search on right on your Android and iPhone, a quick Google search of that area. I.e., you know, you could type in Kansas City, you know, George Floyd protests or Kansas City, you know, excuse me, uh, you know, riots just to get a better idea if there's any protests or riots or whatever plan. Because as it turns out, a lot of these protests or riots have been pre-planned. Uh, Keisha, I do, I do see your comment there. She put, driver drove through a blocked road. Got it. I was not aware of that. I definitely appreciate you sharing that with me because as I said, I have not read the full story, so I'm not going to talk about it fully without knowing all the details, especially without knowing the facts. But in any case, like I said, you know, if um, going back to the pre-planning, I apologize, got a squirrel moment, is a lot of people are saying, well, drivers shouldn't be put in that situation because they could pre-plan. And like I was saying, I agree with that on certain aspects, but you know, not all drivers are in tune about what's going on in every single city at all times of day. I could tell you one thing. I live in a tiny town. Well, a town I live in called the village of Muhammad just so happens to be like eight miles out of a bigger city, Champaign-Urbana, where the Uvaya is. That town has like a hundred and, you know, a hundred or 150,000 people or some odd. 
and the town that I live in has like 7,000 people, okay? Last night, there was a riot in the bigger town of Champaign that is eight miles from where I'm sitting at right now. And, you know, my dad didn't know anything about it. <laughs> he lives right in the middle of it. He just, he doesn't have social media, you know what I'm saying? He just watches the new news here or there. But when I called him about 11 p.m. asking if he heard the National Guard rolling through town, rolling down a street, he said, I'm watching a Western. I didn't know what was going on outside. My curtains are closed. So that tells you, you know, I try to use my own personal experiences for people to get a different perspective. And as you could see from my own personal and my family, my own dad didn't even know what the hell is going on in town. So I can't expect, or we all can't expect drivers to know what's going on in every town city. And so when drivers are asking about it or drivers, you know, catch themselves in these crazy areas with all these rider and protesters, maybe a little bit more compassion for instead of saying the driver should have uh, pre-planned. Because I definitely agree. At this point, you know, riders are going everywhere. You know, in that choppy ass video that I was trying to share or pull up on my stream there moments ago um, or earlier when I started here. That was in Washington, D.C. So, you know, President Trump, he's right down there in his bunker there. Um, I know he did a press conference outside, but something tells me he's probably going to, you know, go down to the bunker here. And I am looking at the protests on my side screen. There's not much action going in Washington, D.C. And so I hope that kind of disperses out, um, you know, from that. But like I said, it is happening everywhere, people. Uh, your favorite freight broker live. He lives somewhere down in Florida, I believe, on the beach. I believe it's on the beach. Maybe I'm just making that up. Uh, but he mentioned just moments before going live that his town is being put on lockdown or has a curfew as well. You know, anticipation of these rioters, looters, what have you. But uh, you guys seen that FedEx truck? I'm, I'm sure it is. What do you guys call it when you guys pull the double trailers? I call it piggyback. I know that's definitely not it because that's what's trained and intermodal, what have you. But that FedEx truck that was pulling the two trailers there, uh, who got stopped in the road, you know, and they pulled up the door and they're throwing crap out. And then unknowingly the driver, uh, in result, you know, pulled a rider five blocks where he passed away. But anyways, my first thought of that when that happened was, it's kind of like this. All these people that are doing the violent protests, you know, targeting the wrong people, the mail truck, out of all people, mail, it doesn't make sense to me. Anyways. Those same people who are, you know, robbing the mail truck are the same exact people who become planning to Amazon when they don't get their package on time. It, the logic here or the lack of logic here uh, doesn't make sense. You know, if you know, I guess my opinion is if people want to make a difference in the world, if people want to, you know, become somebody bigger than what they are, definitely join the military. There's a there's a bunch of branches these kids can join. Um, within the military, you know, the Navy, the Army, National Guard, Coast Guard, what have you, you know, Air Force, um, to do something bigger than them. If they want to make change, make change in a, a different way, burning down the town, robbing the Walmart, you know, throwing computers out the windows at Best Buy. That's nonsense. I mean, it's, you know, it, it's nonsense. It's, um, yeah, I'm glad truckers, you know, obviously they have nothing to do with it. You know, a lot of people are talking about the truckers. Oh, you know, they're protesting this, this, this. At least they weren't protesting like this. You know what I'm saying? I think uh, the mature class of people or the mature, you know, graded people, whatever I'm trying to say there. Um, I think they actually know how to get the words across without doing this. I mean, truckers sat in D.C. for almost three weeks to get their point across. I don't think they were robbing the, McDon or the Walmart, the Best Buys. Uh, you know, all that stuff. It just makes us look bad. I mean, this whole, 
you know, everybody, I'm not saying one industry or another, but when we're doing this, you know, it just makes us all look bad. Uh, especially that driver, if uh, Keisha, and I definitely apologize if I'm saying your name wrong, um, you know, I mean, well, uh, but if she's saying what is true that the driver drove through a block road just to make a point, man, that makes a progress that all these drivers been fighting for up until this point, almost thrown out the window when people see or when they read a headline trucker drives through blocked road runs over protests like <laughs> right now the only stories i've been really seeing is drivers being victims not the ones um antagonizing all of it and now i'm gonna actually pull up the group i don't know if i said that in the beginning but i'm actually gonna pull up the group um uh, just to kind of look at some posts here because there are some interesting ones as it turns out you guys may have seen the post a couple weeks ago. Our moderator, Chris Brown, has joined the group again as a moderator with his wife, Elizabeth Brown. So actually, which is good, I haven't been seeing all the posts unless I really dig through and look. It definitely gives me more time in the day to help you know other people out with my logistics consulting and what have you um, outside of these Facebook groups. Um, but yeah, there's some couple things I want to pull up in the group. I'm just trying to get it pulled up here. And I want to see your opinions about it because one person says, why is, oh, I'm sorry, because I have this stream up on my other thing. And that's why it wasn't, you know, letting me go through here. Anyways, this post right here from Angela, she's saying, I really think it's time we park our trucks. If we are not safe, then we, if we're not safe, then we don't, uh, then we don't need to run the supplies. I see what she's saying there. Like I said last week, if there's not the correct punctuation, when you're rereading these posts, especially on air, Sometimes it gets choppy <laughs> and I'm not saying it right. But anyways, I get what she means. She's saying, I really think it's time we park our trucks and we are not safe and we don't need to run or deliver the supplies. And now, you know, in a ways I agree with it, but I'm going back to my last post where I said drivers during this time, I think it's hazardous conditions in a lot of areas. Don't you think? What does hazardous conditions mean? It means hazard pay. So hopefully if you find yourself running to any big city, I don't care if there's not a riot or protest going on right now. I would definitely ask that broker for more money. And most likely they will pay it knowing it's kind of knowing that there's going to be an unknown on either side of that equation, either on the, you know, the pickup side or on the delivery side. So it definitely doesn't hurt to ask. But if you're asking for more money going to Fargo, North Dakota, Fargo, North Dakota, probably not going to get it. You know what I mean? So you have to use, you know, use your better judgment. And I'm speaking about as for more money in these metropolitan areas, you know, guys, your Chicago's, your Atlanta's, um, you know, all those Midwest hotspots there. Speaking of, you know, the um, the Chicago Midwest, I made a post. I think it's in the group. If it is, boom, it's right here. Okay. I actually made this post today. Speaking of the Atlanta, excuse me, the Chicago to Atlanta market. This is just a screenshot. I am going to pull up sonar, the freight wave sonar system, you know, later on. But I, I posted this in the group. If y'all could see it, uh, do, 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 do. All right. If y'all can see this right here, the guy on the left-hand side of the chart on the left, that's a seven-day van rate per mile from truckstop.com data. And that chart on the right-hand side is a seven-day reefer rate per mile provided by truckstop.com for the lane Chicago to Atlanta. And now, there's not a lot of positivities in this if you just quickly glance at it because you see a you know this big old dump and you're like what is that well as it turns out we already experienced this dump so no harm there that was the last couple weeks of the freight waves freight rates rather <laughs> 
So we already all felt that. We definitely don't need to talk about that again. However, if you guys can see on the left for the van, I made a mark for 2019. The same thing on the Reaper side for 2019 with the comparable arrow underneath it showing this year. And now what does this mean? Great question. This just shows a little bit of uptick for both Van and Reaper for this particular market. Again, we're speaking on the Chicago to Atlanta, both Van and Reaper. And now, as I said last week, this uh, the data that's provided on the Freightwave sonar with the truckstop.com rate uh, per mile average, what have you, this is basically on last week's stuff. So it's highly accurate for up until last week. So it's about, you know, six, seven days um, back for the previous week. But as I say here, boom, we are finally showing an uptick in the average rate per mile for this particular lane. And now this is great because usually when one lane goes, the next follows. And now last week I talked about, I wasn't exactly sure if the increase um, in rate per mile was a result of produce kicking in. I know that we had produce is barely starting, you know, last week, the week before, down there in LA, some parts of Phoenix, and I think Florida. I don't really pay attention to Florida, so sorry about that if you guys are in and out of there. Anyways, I wasn't sure last week if it was just the result of produce or if some of this uptick in the rate per mile or uptick in freight volume in the market was because the general commodity economy, try to say that three times fast, was opening up again. And now, however, you know, we are opening back up, if you will. I live it here in Central Illinois. We just opened up like yesterday, at least like all the bars, restaurants. Uh, the majority of places in town have opened. That means across the country, they are doing the same thing. And now hold on. If you remember, on that same show, I talked about that Ford. They've been open for a number of weeks, just like other car makers. However, they're on a very strict, you know, schedule, if you will, because if one person gets sick, they must shut down the entire plant for a few days, sanitize it, do all that jazz, and then go right back in there until the next person's sick. That's what scares me a little bit because as the economy opens back up, I'm not an expert, but as all the experts have mentioned or said, including President Trump, once the economy opens up, there's a chance that we could, you know, get this virus repeated again in a different wave, if you will. And so these rates or this uh, average rate per mile increase. Again, I'm not exactly sure if it's just for produce or if it's because of the economy opening up. But on this particular chart, I feel this is reflecting some of the economy, the general commodity market opening up and not just produce. And if you guys remember, I always talk about that, you know, everybody in the industry, not everybody, but the majority of the people in the industry, they do have... Um, they do, they do, uh, I'm sorry, I was reading a comment. They are affected by uh, produce, even if you don't haul produce, especially the shippers, because put it this way, if a shipper is shipping uh, boxes, you know what I'm saying, or like a uh, plastic wrap of some sort, whatever, it could be general freight, if you will. If they're shipping out of the Southeast, well, one day they're gonna wake up and have less trucks in the market because produce is, you know, going full fledged ahead right down there in Florida. That's kind of how it works. That's why everybody's affected by, by produce in a sense. That's why I'm always talking to drivers that even if you don't haul the crap, you know, you're not hauling melons, oranges, whatever produce and you know entails, you could still benefit from the produce season. And now I do admit, let me go back to this chart. I, I missed one important thing here. Well, actually I just briefly mentioned it, 
mentioned. That's how I want to rewind. This green line right here, um, y'all, I apologize if you're on a phone, you probably can't see it. Of course, if you're listening on the podcast, you can't see it either. But this green line right, green line right here, this is reflecting last year, 2019. As you can see at that time, van and reaper rates both was a lot higher than we're at now. On the van side, we're looking at about a dollar forty-eight average van rate per mile from Chicago to Atlanta. And back last year, at this same exact time in 2019. We're looking at $1.82. I know a lot of people, your cost may be $1.48, and you're just breaking even. However, as I say, look back here a couple weeks ago, you were looking at like $1.20, maybe a little bit less, maybe a little bit more, where everybody was virtually in the red if you were not a mega carrier. And now I know a lot of drivers saying, you know, I break even at a dollar, um, but I often question how their maintenance is, if they're paying themselves, et cetera, et cetera. But y'all know what I mean. But I am going to pull up later on. I want to see in the group here. Uh, we are going to pull later on kind of the, the volume. Because now when we talk about the rates, when we talk about the markets, the volume is important as well as the tender rejection rate is important. And now I'm not going to give you the fancy you know terminology for each of them. But just because we have an increased volume uh, does not mean it benefits us. Us meaning you know, the men and women essentially who work off the spot market, whether that's be, you know, freight brokers, freight agents, or the carriers, owner up, small fleets, all that jazz there. So we're definitely gonna take a look at that, you know, but I do wanna uh, hop in the group here and just talk a little bit about the group. I guess I am in the group. So one moment here, do, 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 get out of here. Okay, like I was saying last week, oh, oh this is where I put, <laughs> see over the weekend, I guess this was yesterday, so Sunday, um, I used to live in Scottsdale before I moved here, uh, here being in central Illinois, I was living in Scottsdale for a number of years, about two and a half years. And as it turns out, the, uh, other company that I, you know, that I'm part of freight brand, their office is right smack dab in Scottsdale and the mall right next to Scottsdale, which almost literally shared the parking lot was, uh, looted. The only stores really on the outside of that building that I believe got looted with like the Apple stores, you know, the luxury brands there. They're saying like millions of dollars of theft and damages. You know, I, I'm definitely not surprised because uh, that's kind of a, a ritzy neighborhood, I believe, you know, definitely in Scottsdale. One thing I always wonder is why do people rob Apple stores? All that stuff is locked. <laughs> if you ever see anybody selling, you know, uh, Apple products like that, um, don't buy it. it. You know, especially if it's even if it's brand new, it could be stolen. If they're giving you crazy or crazy deal on that, I probably would not buy it because um, it could be stolen. I used to work at Apple for a short time, a couple years, you know, years ago, and that used to be one of the biggest call drivers. People buying, you know, iPhones, MacBooks, and then this stuff being um, stolen or whatever. Oh, here's that train incident. You you guys see that? Yeah, right there. There's that train. Throwing out TVs. It looks like washer and dryers. I could be wrong, but like TVs, all that stuff. And that train keeps just chugging along there because that's all you can do. Mark Atkins, I see you there. Um, I see you popped into the group. Uh, glad you could join us. I actually met up, if you guys seen the post there, uh, let me go back. The first story is I made a post in the group on Saturday when I was on my way to the grocery store because I saw a Green Miles truck. You guys probably know Green Miles is owned by Shane Ferris. He's an active member in the community. Um, I actually ran into him. I didn't meet him, but I ran into him at Gats from Matt's, whatever it was last year. Anyways, 
I saw his truck. I knew he was a member of the group, so I posted on the group and tagged him asking, hey, Shane, is this you? As it turns out, was not him, but it was one of his drivers. But a driver named Mark Atkins, I believe it is, he uh, commented on there saying that he was actually strolling through the little village and he would been, you know, would be there momentarily. So I actually met up with him. It was pretty cool putting the name to the face of a member. It's kind of like one of those, um, what do you do it? Like long time listeners, first time callers. <laughs> it was kind of, you know, one of those things. But uh, it was great. Like I told Mark, like I told any other driver, if you find yourself rolling through this little town of, you know, Champaign-Urbana or anywhere close here in central Illinois, definitely give me a holler, you know, message me, whatever, you know, tag me in a post on the group. Because if I'm around, I would definitely bring you a home-cooked meal. You know, that's the least I can do. Uh, especially this area is like the land of, you know, Dairy Queen, McDonald's, and Circle K Polar Pops. Not very many options. But the good news is I am here. My warehouse is here. It definitely has room for truck parking. Uh, maybe not all the big, you know, RV-type trucks, but definitely has spots for trucks that kind of do a loopy-loop around my office, grab some uh, home-cooked food, and get along your way. But anyways... It was great meeting Mark because, um, you know, when I pulled up on him, it was exactly what I thought it would be. He was on his laptop, you know, just sitting, taking a break for a while, you know, along his uh, along his route there, getting back home to his wife and kids. And he was on the truckstop.com load board looking for another load. I'm like, man, you can't make that stuff up. He's right there looking for a load. Not sure if he had success with it. Hopefully he did. I know he's working on a couple loads. But I want to mention something very important. Him, you know, Mark... Very solid guy. Not only that, he definitely understands the importance of building relationships with people with freight in this industry. And now people with freight are brokers, good brokers, as well as shippers. That's why I want to mention it like that. So I, you know, him and I, we were just talking, going back and forth. I was asking him questions. He was asking me. And one thing I asked, like, who do you get your freight from? And he mentioned, you know, some being brokers and some being shippers with obviously the best paying freight coming from the majority his direct shippers there. And I see uh, he is popping in a comment there. I am watching true story. Yeah, there we go, Mark. There we go, true story. I wanted him to come on video to kind of talk about it, you know, other members of the group to just uh, kind of talk about his experience with, you know, him or his wife or both, whomever, going out, building relationships with these shippers as well as brokers to help them out in these down times. He was giving off, you know, freight rates that he was receiving from some brokers. And I said, where are you finding those loads at? You know, I work with carriers all the time. I work as drivers and I'm not seeing those uh, those loads or those posted price prices on the load boards. And as it turns out, as he said, he got those right from the uh, from his direct relationships that he has with his brokers as well as shippers. So it was all good stuff there. Um, like I said, I was glad that, you know, him and I, we were able to connect there. Um, and like I said, one more time, anytime anybody is kind of in my neck of the woods, definitely give me a shout because I can meet up with you if I am here. Oftentimes I'm here, but you know, not always there. Anyways, uh, let's go ahead and pull up Sonar. I was going to look at the group, but I see there's comments in here. I don't want to get it into too much there. I do see something from right load, so I definitely need to delete that crap out of there. That's annoying. Anyways, okay. So we're going to pull up the FreightWave sonar, and I'm only going to yap about it just for a little bit. So, of course, we can only look at the major markets. Uh, there's definitely not enough time in the day to talk about all the markets people ship and haul freight to and from. Um, 
So I'm going to pull that up here. Give me one second. Give me one second here. Uh, let's see. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's going around. <laughs> I click on one thing and then, you know, it just keeps going around here. Okay. Now we're logged in. We're logged into the Freightway Sonar. And it will help if you all could see it. Man, you know, Stephen Oli, he's a one-man band as well. But, man, when I see him kind of go in and out his tabs, he's a lot better than I am being a one-man band. <laughs> See here. Okay, now I got the freight wave sonar here. I apologize if it's small. I would try to make that bigger than my little face here at the bottom right hand corner. Um, so you may have to like zoom up and see all of this stuff here. Anyways, this particular one, okay. Uh I I guess this is just popping up um a random lane here. This particular lane is showing on my screen if you could see it. Is the LA market to Seattle, Washington. And now I don't talk about this particular tool or feature if you will of FreightWave sonar because this is called the predictive rate analyst or predictive rates feature i'm not you know i'm not a broker nor am i a carrier and owner operator so this doesn't pertain to me too much but i can tell you what this particular lane is showing for the origin being la is more favorable towards the carrier at a 54 out of a 100 however on the destination side seattle washington of course, that is more favorable to the shipper, 38% out of 100, and now or 38 out of 100. And now, I don't think we're too surprised on that, um, on that, uh, on the destination side being Seattle, because not like anything really comes out of there, you know, all the time here. But since I'm going to pull this up, I'm going to just type this in here. This is that lane I was talking about earlier. Boom, Chicago to Atlanta. If you can see this blue half moon and this blue half half moon as well over here. Uh, the left is origin, the right, of course, is destination. And this shows that both the origin and the destination, or the shipper and receiver, rather, are both favoring the carrier at about 61 out of 100. That's great. But the thing that scare me is, you know, right now it's showing the medium rate per mile dollar, $1.78. I can assume it's much less, um, probably on the load boards. Maybe somebody can help me out and look at either, you know, truckstop.com or another load board. Tell me what posted rates you see. But something tells me not all brokers are posting at a medium of $1.78 per mile out of the Chicago region. And that could be for a number of reasons. Number one being a lot of drivers been starving, if you will, for good rates the last, man, it hasn't even been a couple weeks, been a couple months at this point. Therefore, if they see a rate with an ink that was increased from the week before, they're probably going to take it without begging for more or without knowing they could ask for more. So this little guy right here is showing today's rate on average being $1.78 for the line haul. Uh, week over week is showing a 6% increase, month over month about a 26% increase. That's outstanding because it shows that we're on track to something. But I know this little historical data in the far right hand corner, it's probably gonna be hard for y'all to see, but this is the rate prediction of historical data. Uh, for this lane and it is showing right now. It's this uh, One month from now. They're predicting a medium rate per mile of a dollar 49 So that kind of tells me as we all know right now the increase of rate a lot of it has to do with possibly produce however on that Chicago side um, It's a little bit interesting here. Anyways, I want to pull up um, I need to organize organize my little pages slash tabs uh, on the right hand side there because I know it's getting a little bunched up if you guys can see that but Anyways, this is uh, not that one because that's flatbed as you guys know I'm not familiar with flatbed, you know enough to talk about it I never hauled flatbed or never worked with flatbed when I was broker 
And when I worked on the carrier side, I never worked with a, uh, a fleet owner who had flatbeds. Therefore, I kind of stick to the van as well as the reefer. Anyways, that screenshot I showed you, this is a source of that screenshot from the group freight brokers and truck drivers that I posted this morning about that particular lane being the Chicago to Atlanta market. Again, left is van, right is reefer, as you can see. That's not the only market with an increase of, um, you know, the van rate, if you will. As well as here, we're showing for the lane Atlanta to Dallas is a just as good lane. It is finally creeping up ever so slightly. Tongue twisted there. Uh, just like last week, it was low, but it was heading in a downward direction, as you can see from this little down spike here. But we're back up to a more positive approach here. And for my reefer friends here, I better pull that up here. Of course, on the reefer side, you see an increase of rate, a pretty sharp um, increase there from the last time you and I spoke about this market. And again, I'm wondering that has a lot to do with produce. Y'all are the ones driving every day, so you guys can help me out there. Another one that you guys are probably familiar with is the LA to Dallas market on a van. That little guy there, oh buddy. Those are the signs of improvement that we want to see. We're showing for the seven, the truckstop.com seven day van rate per mile average. Try to say that one three times fast again. For the LA to Dallas market, we're looking at a dollar 86 um, average rate. Now, where's my little crosshair guy? Whoops, let's go back here. I want to do my little crosshair tool uh, just to kind of see where was that the last time we spoke. Because if right now is at a dollar 86, yeah, dollar 86 a mile. We definitely know that's not where it was, uh, you know, last time. Anyways, last time we spoke there, or excuse me, a couple times ago at the end of April, we were looking at looking at a dollar twelve a mile. Do not ask me how truck drivers were able to afford insurance on a dollar twelve a mile, um, because I don't think that's possible. And if I was a broker, I probably wouldn't want to think too hard about that because the risk would probably be, you know, great. Anyways. That was a van, which looks outstanding for that increase. But of course, we're talking about an LA port. There's not very many uh, volatile, whatever that word is, um, markets as the LA market. So I'm not surprised there. Just like our friend there, our reefer friends there, out of this same market, we're showing at $2.46 average rate per mile, according to the truckstop.com. From the same time frame, you know, uh, April 26, $1.39 up to 246 how about that the reefer tells me we're looking primarily at the produce however if you guys are running those markets finally i feel confident that you guys are finally getting more rate or the money you deserve but it still does not help let me see if i can zoom out of this little guy here i want to see yeah look at this look at this boom 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 and we compare it to uh last year let's see if i can get that here just real quick bear with me Let's put um one year. Let's just look at a one year mark. That's what I'm talking about, people. Even out of LA where the rates are, you know, it's good one day, bad the next. There's freight one day, no freight the next. Y'all know what I'm talking about here. Last year, look, the dip was $1.62, okay? Uh, maybe $1.61 in some cases. That is it. This year, it dropped down to a dollar, probably even lower than that. $1.11, one one one. okay? And so, from lot besides is you know, lack of freight here when everything was shut down. It's about the same as it was last year in terms about the rate per mile, at least in the uh, the direction is going. Okay. So here we have a spike. Here you have a spike. Here you have a downfall. Here you have a downfall. And then it rises back up. 
just like here. And now one thing I'm noticing here, do you see it's very similar just on different, you know, seasons or years, if you will here. As you can see here, last year went up to about $1.86 around this time or about a week before. And then it dropped back down or leveled out um, to like $1.82 according to this. Now, so I'm not sure if for the van rate for the LA to Dallas, if it's going to increase more or if this is a spike or this is a plateau. I'm not sure. I'm not a freight cast expert, so I can't give more of an opinion than what I see here on this data. But one thing I do know, next week, we will be able to see if the market's rate per mile is increasing or the average rate per mile of these markets increasing, if it's plateauing or if it's going down. And this is very important because if you're running these markets, whether it be LA to Seattle for a van, um, you know, whoops, let me make this bigger, or Philly to Chicago. Let's get some Philly to Chicago some love because I rarely talk about them. And that's the reason why I rarely talk about them, people. Let's pull up my reefer guy there too. I rarely talk about this market because if you find yourself in this market, you generally know what to do once you are there um, because it's not a market for someone who's inexperienced. Basically here, because there is absolutely no money in this market and we all know that. Boom. Okay. Last year at $1.20, it was still low. <laughs> you know, the freight waves, the freight rates. Man, every time I say freight rates, I say freight waves. Tongue twist in there. Anyways, last year in 2019, the van rate per mile for the Philly to Chicago market was about $1.20. And this year, about $1.10. I suppose it could be worse. But what's this little guy down here? How low did that little guy go here? Let's check him out because uh, that looks low. Man, $1.08. I, I was saying it was a little bit lower. But $1.08, this market went as low as. Again, as I mentioned for the LA market, how in the hell do drivers afford insurance? when rates are that low. I understand his market conditions, but you know, still. Anyways, that's what we're looking at for the Philly to Chicago on the van on the left-hand side and Philly to Chicago reaper rate per mile on the right-hand side. A lot of similarities, you know, in regards to spikes here, um, you know, downfall here. But again, when you're talking about a market like Philly to Chicago, it's almost all bad news. I mean, we all know that. And just basically all bad news out of that area is nothing good. That's why if you're inexperienced, don't be ending up in these areas that are just bad all the time. Um, if I was you, I'd be saying areas that fluctuate all the time, like the origin Atlanta, maybe not Dallas, but like Atlanta, you know, stuff like that. LA, if you're there right now, is doing pretty good. Hopefully you all stay safe out there if you're in LA because I know when things get crazy, it's usually crazy on the West Coast first. They kind of makes his own way up here to the... You know, Midwest, I suppose, um, the East Coast, you know, and all that jazz there. Uh, but that's basically it for the the sonar, the freight waves, you know. Like I said, I don't like talking about when it's just all bad. Because we could go on truckstop.com, low board, filter by the book and now prices, and get a general idea about how the freight is all over just by looking at prices. It's when drivers start noticing an increase in rates on these postal loads or these book and now loads. Do they start thinking, hmm, am I leaving money out on the table? Is some areas of the country better than others? And that's when you can use data like that sonar, freightways, what have you, to kind of make a better informed decision with that. And now I'm just taking a look at here. I have uh, my little screen with the Washington DC pro protest kind of up on my screen here. And it, and it appears that, you know, the military police, they're still out there full fledged. Um, it looks a lot peaceful now, so that is good. 
we definitely don't need all these kids, you know, creating a stir, causing issues for us folks who are trying to work out there. Because as I said, if you're a driver, you're most likely going to find yourself caught up in the middle of some kind of protest, some kind of riot somewhere across the country, because that's just the name of the game. Drivers in more areas than anybody or any other profession, I imagine, um, you know, going from one state to the next. So I know there's laws or rules in some states or some companies or something about if drivers should be armed or not. In my opinion, I believe everybody should exercise their arm to, you know, their right to bear arms. And if you're working in conditions that require it, no one can tell me I cannot carry if I feel threatened or if I feel the situation calls for it. That's just my opinion, of course. I know some company laws are different or rules, however you put it. Some states, maybe some town, I don't know. But last time I said that, people were like, oh, you know, drivers can't carry. Psh, if I was a driver, I'd be carrying. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, as you can see here, it's kind of all peaceful. So I hope it kind of stays like that because if it stays like this and drivers want to be worried about going to different areas, um, this is Washington, D.C. And so I'm going to kind of judge how the rioters, how the riots and protests are going to be kind of based on this little guy right here. Because if they can remain calm here, I can imagine they can remain calm everywhere else in the country here. And like I said, I don't want to talk about the riots or the outcome of the protests without putting respect on George Floyd's name. So one more time, I'm going to acknowledge his name one more time. Um, and that's that. But basically, that's all I got today. I know it's short. I know it's kind of crammed a lot in there. Um, a lot of it, a lot of it being, I know my internet is, you know, less than desirable, if you will, at this time. And that's all I got for today. I'm trying to do something in the middle of the week, but I'll post it up in the group, Freight Brokers and Truck Drivers, probably in the next day or two. Trying to do something fun over a video. But nonetheless, I'll post that up. Until next time, I'll see you later, Mark, as well. Until next time, remember, say no to cheap freight, remain professional, and let's not get caught up in all this shenanigans while we're out there trying to make more money in 2020. I'll see you guys later.